Welcome to the podcast. I'm Anita Joyce. Kelly and I are here, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today is episode 277, Brown Furniture, Bummed or Blessed. The show notes for today's episode can be found at Decorating Tips and Tricks slash 277. I love this topic. I so love this topic. Before we start today, we do want to say that we are very sad that Yvonne is no longer able to join us on the podcast, but we are here and Nita Jean and I are ready to rock this thing. And we've got so many new topics coming up and we're going to be sliding into the holidays and lots of new fun things that we're going to be doing and involving you more in the podcast. Who's got it? Who's got brown (laughs) furniture? I think I have a lot. I didn't know I had a lot. Okay, so let me tell you guys how this happened. Okay, so, you know, Romantic Homes came to my house and they they f- took pictures and I was featured in the magazine. And I was so excited and everything. And it's really all so great. And they loved it. And we had a great day and amazing. And then they just featured the house again on their online version and all that. And I only mention all of this because out of that came this request. So it was a request for me to give my thoughts on brown furniture. Mm -hmm. And I was posed several questions about brown furniture, about an upcoming article that they're doing. And as odd as, I mean, at first I was like, wow, Romantic Homes wants to know what I think. And then I was like, they want to know what I think about brown furniture. I mean, it was so oddly like it's so odd how brown <laughs> furniture seems like it could possibly be a bad thing. It was kind of like them it asking. Sound like a, it doesn't sound it doesn't like sound... a nice way to describe. The no, and I mean it, it was seems a, a little. Yeah, like there's a little negative connotation. It's like a little there. negative, like oh mm-hmm. you, oh you have a pr- pretty house and it's beautiful and we liked it enough to come take photos of it, but. But we noticed yeah, but it was, it was, it was on the brown, brown side. Brown, brown furniture. So it was kind of like being asked to be like, oh, would you like to, you know, give us your opinion about like being fat or something like that? Oh, my like, God. It was like slightly something weird to it. Like I I was like, hmm. So, Ouch. So, I, so they kind of called you fat. Kind of a little. Like, well, and you know, I actually <laughs> have a lot of brown furniture in my house, too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at first I was like, that's so exciting. But then I was thought, like, like. Hmm. Okay. Is it bad to have a lot of brown furniture? And this is what's going through my head. Like, is it bad? For do I have a lot of brown furniture? Let me think how much brown furniture I have. And then I started to count up the pieces, and I was like, Hmm. I kind of do have a lot of brown furniture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? I spent last Sunday afternoon thinking all about this brown furniture and these questions, and I was asking, answering them to the best of my ability, and. Through that process, I realized I feel blessed <laughs> that I have my brown furniture. Well, can we start by saying, I don't like the term brown furniture. Okay. It feels so politically incorrect. Yeah. It just feels like you're just doing this broad brush against any unpainted piece of furniture. But so, you know, I don't really like the term because it found, it sounds a little negative. And I don't think. I don't think brown and the other thing is it feels like you're taking all this furniture and putting it in one category. There's a lot of ugly brown furniture and there are a lot of amazingly incredible uh beautiful pieces of furniture that are stained. Well, okay, but let me back up a little bit because a few years ago when the chalk paint came out, 
Yeah. Everyone was into painting the furniture. We all had an ugly piece of furniture somewhere that needed to, that just needed something. We painted it. Maybe it had great lines, but the stain was a little on the orange side or something. I can't tell you how many pieces of furniture were improved so much with a splash of paint. And I noticed some uh, rooms I've seen online turned out that some people felt like if a little bit of paint is a good thing, then a lot of paint is a good thing. Is a better thing. (laughs) And right. And then the whole room ended up being painted and then it lost its feeling. Then it, it started feeling like it had been snowed on or something. And so I really feel like you really do want some unpainted, maybe that's the way to phrase it. Unpainted. Yeah. Right. Some unpainted unpainted furniture in every room because I, it's interesting that it's, it was seen as a negative thing with the brown furniture because I've been seeing lately a backlash online from bloggers with the painted furniture. Well, this is why I think they're doing this article. And I don't mm-hmm. think that it was meant to have no, no, I a, don't a think negative connotation in the way that the questions were phrased but at, at all. But I think it was just the way I took it like, oh, like. Hmm. I think it was the term. It kind of set your teeth on edge a little, I think. Well, I just, no, <laughs> no, it, I did, it, it made me go, wow, like, really? Oh, is that not good? I don't know. But anyway, the more I thought about it, I bet a ton of you who are listening mm-hmm. have brown furniture. I mean, it's almost hard to have furniture and not have some brown furniture. Well, and let me say, you know, I did paint a lot. When the chalk paint came out, I had some ugly furniture. I painted a lot of my furniture. But what I painted were my things that didn't really look good. And then as I added some nicer pieces to my collection, most of those things I painted, I got rid of because I gave them away or sold them or something. So it's interesting. I was looking around my house recently noticing I don't really have a lot of that furniture left that I painted. So I feel like I've got a nice mix of both. And really that's, I mean, oh, I don't want to skip to that because it's not the end of the episode yet, but I think oh, the don't answer tell us is, the ending yet. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. I think the answer is you want a little bit of both. Last word, need a gene. <laughs> Yes. Okay. That's it. You do want a little bit of both. But let's let's talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. you know what why is brown furniture important and why is it key to having some nice pieces of brown or stained mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. dark furniture, however you want to call it. And sometimes maybe people would refer to it as antique furniture, but there's certainly antique painted furniture too. But well, there's new you know, that's stained too. Yeah, but I'm saying that, you know. It, you're trying to give it a new term. There's so, like, oh, nothing seems to 100% fit. I right? know, I know. So I, what I'm thinking is that, you know, if it's well-chosen, let's just keep the word brown, well-chosen mm-hmm. brown okay. wood furniture, I think it lends a real old world elegance to a room. And that you can't get a lot of times with something that's painted because something that's painted may look like, especially if it's newly painted, it may have that look like, I just painted this and then I just dressed it a little bit. Uh, Or it made the slide a little too far into the cottagey look. You're not going to get that sort of old world antique feel from a painted piece. It would be the rare painted piece that would give you that. There's so many beautiful pieces of furniture in woods that you cannot find today. So speaking of antique furniture, if you have something that is walnut or pecan wood, uh, something that is perhaps the antique pine. I, I think it's almost sinful to paint that. Those woods are so beautiful and they don't, they really are not available anymore. 
So if you paint them, then you're you're painting over this beautiful patina. And I say that about pine. There is new pine furniture, but I don't know if you've seen online. I've seen a lot of pictures of new pine and old pine. And the grain is very different. And it's much softer now than the old pine. So I have some beautiful old pine pieces that are carved and beautiful. You cannot do that with the new pine. And it doesn't, it looks like a completely different type of wood. So some of these pieces, I think not only is it nice to have some stained pieces in the room, some of these older antique pieces, some of these uh, types of wood are simply stunning and I think would add so much to a room. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, the pine, yeah, there's nothing like the older pine. I That, I believe, is what my Girl Scout dining room table is, is older pine. I don't know how I got so lucky with yeah, that Yeah, I'm still, my, I'm still, Kevin's still upset that I sold our old scrubbed pine, our English scrub pine table. Well, but I, I didn't only know fit, that. I'm kind well, of upset we only, now too. Yeah. Well, we could only fit four people. Right? It was so old that it sagged in the center. That's oh. how old it was. But it would only, you know, when, when my mom would come to visit, we couldn't even fit a fifth person around the table. So I had to do something else. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a big hint when you, you invite your mom and then you only There's have no four chairs. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, know, I know. Okay. That's not nice. You don't want to do that. Here's the card table, honey. Exactly. <laughs> Kids table, grandma table. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing about brown furniture is, I mean, you can buy new brown furniture, right? But I, I mean, I really think, you know, a lot of obviously what Nina and I are drawn to, to is older furniture. Um, unless it, you're paying a, a high ticket price now for some brown or stained furniture, um, you're probably not getting super high quality because furniture that's in that mid-range price is not really made that well now. So if you can find a, a brown wooden piece uh, that's an antique or a vintage or you even are lucky enough to find it at a thrift store, you are going to find a piece of furniture that has the hallmarks of excellent workmanship, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. dovetail and you're going to, and there, there's probably going to be a, you know, a, a solid back rather than some sort of particle board back. And it's, there's just going to be details of that furniture or perhaps even the carving or something like that at the turn of the leg that you're not going to be able to find unless you want to pay a lot, a lot, a lot of money now because well, the mass-produced stuff is just not made like that anymore. Well, the beauty of it right now is if you are looking for an antique piece of furniture, the market is very much a buyer's market right now. So it's a great time to buy antiques because there's really not a big appreciation for them now. I think that's going to shift back and forth. It always does over the years. Uh, and then go ahead and get them now. You'll be sitting pretty when the price goes back up. But uh, I'm, but I'm not. I don't buy the pieces because I, as an investment, I buy them because I love living with them, and they add so much elegance to a room. So it's very much worth it. And yes, go get some. And I found some amazing pieces at the thrift store. Typically, if they're at the thrift store, though, and I go to one where you can consign, so they're going to have the consignment. Thrift stores are going to have much nicer things than a thrift store that does not do that. But typically either it needs to be reupholstered or it does need to, or the stains off. So you, those things at the thrift store sometimes do need to be painted. I'm afraid okay. So let, let's talk about that. The stain being mm -hmm. off because there is wood furniture, there's brown wood furniture, right. and then there's brown wood furniture, right? So there's like, there's some stains that are just not as appealing as others. And to my eye, 
you know, the pine is sort of a different breed on its own. You know, that is just, it's pine and it has Mm -hmm. that pine look to it. So we kind of put that off to the side on its own. But when you're talking about the stained woods, yeah. Am I drawn to that super orangey uh, oak stain that, you know, that was going on? Maybe whatever that was twenty five years ago or something like that. Some of the like maple's that. a little off too. Yeah, and and that sort of anything sort of with the red undertones, and it's not that appealing to me. And the golden oak can be a bit. Yeah, rough the golden on the oak, the orangey, and sort of the red tones. Can we agree on that? Yeah, and I'll tell you what else I've painted. Although it's kind of a mixed bag, but I have painted some gorgeous antique French pieces that were. Very, very dark oak. They were almost black, almost ebony. See, and I like that. I really, really like it was that. St- well, one of them I kept, a couple of them I kept. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I painted. I'm thrilled I painted it. So it's it's kind of a, you know, you just have to pay attention. And then some of them, like one piece I have that's a marble-topped cabinet, has all this inlay on the front, a basket uh, mm-hmm. and a ribbon. Really pretty. I, I, again, I can't paint over that. No, you can't paint over that. Don't be a sinner. Don't you paint over that. I'm not going no. to. No, but so if you encounter a nice piece and it, you know, it's it's got these hallmarks of great workmanship and all of that, and now you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, but it's that ugly orange color or, oh, like, well, you know what? Maybe that piece is a candidate for painting. Or maybe you try one of those stains that Yvonne was talking about. I haven't tried that yet, but sort of can miraculously change one stain to another stain. But, you know, you can only be able to go darker. But if you're encountering uh, sort of that neutrally brown or, to my mind, the darker, on the darker scale of brown furniture, I would leave it unless your entire room is filled with that color brown furniture, which is just a generally a bad idea to have your room filled with one type of thing anyway, then I would just leave that one piece or two pieces. Like in my dining room, uh, which is, you know, where I have, I guess, the most uh, aggregate, most uh, brown furniture in all the rooms, right? So there's the table, then the, those chairs that I found and the barn that have the caning, but they're also upholstered in grain sacks. So it's not like they're all brown, but then I have that break front. Okay. So that's, you know, the, the six chairs, the table and that big break front. Well, the table is pine, old pine. So that's a, it's very light. And then the, the break front piece is really dark. And so I think they work beautifully together. And yes, there was that giant China cabinet that I was so happy that was left here, but that was sort of red. It was that cherry-ish red. And so I gleefully painted that. Right, right. And I think that it all working together. Now, had I painted everything in that room, I it would not look good. And with all the white that I use in my house on the walls and the trim and the exterior and all that, I need something to ground it. And I find that my brown furniture, now that I've given it all this thought, which I never really thought about it in this way, I think it really grounds the rooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely. That's what I'm saying. I feel like if all the furniture is painted, the room doesn't, that's what I'm saying. You need these dark colors in a room to ground it. So if it's, if it's all white, it feels like it's just going to float away. Exactly. It's just floating, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think the dark is, is needed. And I, when I first started decorating, when I was first married, at some point when I really started looking around my house, mismatched this and that, I decided, oh, all the wood tones, all the wood stains have to be exactly the same. And that was my approach. And now 
I am kind of the opposite. I make a point to make sure they're not exactly the same, that everything doesn't look too matchy, matchy. And so I think it's nice to have different types of wood in a room. And the one that's the hardest to work with, of course, is mahogany. It is hard to make that look good with other wood tones. But barring the mahogany, uh, most all of the other wood tones usually work pretty well together unless it's a red stain. Okay, let's take a break here for a minute and talk to you about our sponsor. It's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, uh, it takes the hard work out of finding a job. What a terrific service. Can you imagine having your own personal recruiter to help you find a new or better job? Well, that's what ZipRecruiter can be for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and the technology starts doing the work right away. Employers will find your profile and look that they're looking for someone just like you. And if employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. And if you're interested in the job, you can apply right away. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. So for DTT listeners, you get to download the ZipRecruiter job search app for free today and let the power of the technology start to work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. You know, who out there has brown furniture? If you're nodding or you're pointing to it or I you're- I think almost everybody Everybody's does. got some, right? You know, even if you're on the fence about painting it, and I was definitely on that fence. You know, one side of my fence was un- was stained and one side of my fence was painted <laughs> and I could not decide. It took me a- quite some time when we moved into this house because I was, you know, sort of gifted these pieces, a lot of pieces that were brown. Right. I mean, everything in this house was pretty much a shade of brown when we got here. Um, and I knew I was going to put in hardwood floors. So I knew that that was going to be another darker brown element. So I was really trying to figure out, you know, what needed to be painted and what didn't. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that gigantic German piece that was left here, which I affectionately called the altar, you know, basically had to be taken apart and taken out. But man, I can't tell you, probably, you know, upwards of two hours, two, three hours altogether over the course of months and months and months, I stood in front of that piece. And I was like, in my mind's eye, trying to imagine it. What if it was white? What if it was dove gray? <laughs> what if know. it was distressed? You know, what if it had gold leafing somewhere? And then finally, that piece, I just knew had to go. You know, actually, my right. husband knew it had to go and he suggested it and that went. But the other pieces that I did paint, I'm so glad that I did. So I am not uh, anti-painting. We're I'm not ver- judgy either. We're not judgy. But we're so not judgy. And you know how I feel about a can of spray paint. So, I mean, any other paint, you know, I also adore. And I feel that it is, you know, spray paint is magic in a can. And any paint is transformative. But hold on to your horses when it comes to a beautiful piece of brown furniture. Just because it's brown doesn't mean that it needs to be changed in that way. You know, maybe if you just think it needs a little... Sort of a little uplift. Anita, what's that stuff that you love to use on your furniture? 
Oh, the restore a finish. Well, that's for scratches. Is that what you're talking about? Well, or yeah, it, because what if you found a piece and mm-hmm. you were just like, oh, it's brown. It has scratches. Maybe I shouldn't have brown furniture. I definitely shouldn't have brown furniture with scratches. Like, you know, maybe you can just bring your furniture back to life. Well, the restore a finish is good if you've got nicks and scratches. It mm-hmm. will make it all the same color again. Oh, so that's so good. So it's really good for that. Right, Or right, even, right. Um, have you ever used that um, stuff, Orange Glow? I had that for a while. I- uh, will that take care of a scratch? No, but that's more just like sort of bringing the life back to the wood. I think, you know, um, there's a few other products that do that where, you know, it's just kind of like sometimes it just gets, it's old, it gets dried out, it just doesn't look so good. It's kind of just giving it a little... A little I help. know. And you know, I have like adding a, a little blush, you know, like I have an old that's all you American need. table on my back porch. I don't, I think it was covered up the whole time you were there at the farm. And it really, I've put some wax on it, but I really need to redo it again because the, even though we keep it covered when we're not there, the sun is just, it's dried up and bleached out. And, um, yeah, it's needing a little love and attention. And now that it was just too hot to even work on it until now. So I'm, I, I'm making a note to, uh, I'm going to have to give that some loving attention. Well, I hope the armadillo hasn't set up home underneath it or anything like that. <laughs> I hope not too. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a wild armadillo. I think trying. I think it's actually habit. trying to like yeah. move your house. Like just get under it. It's it's digging pick it up and take it someplace else. Everywhere, yeah. And it's 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 making Kevin very mad because when he mows now, there's a lot of. Uh, whole potholes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I fell into Mm. one of those. Yeah. You might have. I thought it was the well, but it was made by the armadillo. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So definitely don't rush to, you know, to grab your paintbrush. Think about it for a while. If you're feeling like we do get listener emails a lot where people are talking about, they just feel like their room is sort of flat. And I, it's, it's, you know, they're different descriptions of it, but I'm, I, Take it all together. It's kind of like maybe your room is just too brown. Mm-hmm. And see, so that, you know, brown kind of is thought of in, you know, decorating circles right now is sort of a negative thing. So like, I don't think I was crazy to be like, hmm, <laughs> they think I have brown furniture, but I really do having now come full circle with my brown furniture. I So, so you're, are you embracing your brown? I am so embracing my brown furniture. I always yeah. was. I didn't really even mm-hmm. think about it. It just mm-hmm. works for me. And you it worked just in this you. house. You didn't even know you were brown. See? I didn't know. It's just fine. And so I really definitely feel blessed that I have this brown furniture and I am not going to paint the pieces that are the way they are now. I, I have already done that. But you know, this is talking, I'm also referring to large pieces because I really do believe they give some weight to my decorating and they add to my style. But if it's a little piece and it doesn't have particularly great bones, you know, there's just like, there's no little scallop or the pedestal is just straight, you know, there's just nothing really too exciting going on about it. And it's brown, just stained, you know, not a particularly fabulous color brown. Then I would go at it, you know, get your paint can, get your chalk paint, get your spray paint, even strip it and see what happens, you know, because those little pieces, I don't, they can just add such a little pop if you transform them. And if they don't have a lot of interest in and of themselves as they are in their natural state, I say go for it. Well, it's interesting you say that because I have had some very intricately carved, the intricately carved pieces are the ones that are really going to show off the carving if you paint them. Mm-hmm. 
So just because it's carved wouldn't make me decide to paint or not paint it. Again, it really does depend on the stain and how good the stain looks and what type of wood it is. So, you know, like I said, if it's kind of an oak, I'm more likely to paint it. Or if it's just kind of an ugly stain. Yeah. But but yeah. I have painted some carved things that it turned out really to be very stunning. And, you know, this whole thing about painted furniture, it's not a new idea. Uh, the Gustavians, for example. Yeah, uh, those crazy Gustavians. They were well, trying to lighten anything up, those people. Well, it's yeah, in Sweden, they, they, well, I think the cabinet maker or the... The person who, the furniture maker was actually trained at Versailles and he came back and he wanted to have these beautiful carved pieces like they had at Versailles, but they, they just had cheap woods there. Mm-hmm. So he's thought, well, what if I carve them, maybe make them a little simpler, but then paint them all. And that's kind of how the Gustavian thing. Oh, that's so interesting. Plus there's a lot of, yeah. And I I thought they were painting it because it's dark out and now I have dark furniture and I'm just dark. And the the woods, yeah, they just didn't have the nice woods. So a lot of that was pine or something, some cheap type of wood. But, you know, even in France, I mean, there's a lot of, I have some, well, I mean, not obviously from the 1700s because they would be, you know, worth a million dollars. But, you know, there's a lot of, French pieces that are antique that were painted that were meant to be painted. So you know it's not a new idea. No to paint furniture. No, 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 not a new mm-hmm. idea at all. You're right. And the Victorians, which you know, some people have when they've seen the tour of my house, particularly that one that's on YouTube that you know that was initially made um, with my friend Mary Beth Evans, who uh, is. Came oh, over. that was a fun tour. It's so fun, right? So we'll link that mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that. But you know, so many, so many really positive comments. But every once in a while, there's somebody like, "Oh, so I are can't. you saying Victorian furniture tends to be painted or not painted?" No, what I'm saying, saying that the Victorians, you know, you're saying like the the wood wasn't great. Well, people sometimes said about not necessarily the furniture, but all the woodwork in my house, you know, the moldings, mm-hmm. the trims, and the staircase, and all that. Like, oh, I can't believe you painted all over all that stained wood. But the thing was, the Victorians had, if you didn't have a ton of cash, mm-hmm. you weren't using great wood, and your intention was to paint it. Like, right. everything in this house prior to the owner that we bought from, so when Mrs. Hobbs was here, she had everything painted dark forest green. Everything. The woodwork was yeah, the was all green? the doors, yes, oh, yes, oh, and he yes. scraped uh-huh. it all off, and then unfortunately stained it also so it really, that orangey color, which so it really wasn't. Worse. It was never meant to be. Stained, no, like you're saying about the wow. Swedish people, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they didn't have great wood, so the idea was, oh yeah, make this beautiful piece of furniture, but then well, you and they paint ended it. up with something so amazingly graceful and beautiful. Mm, yes, they did. So I, I, yeah, I mean, and I think really what we're saying is. If you need permission, maybe you don't to go do what you want to do. But if you need it, then, hey, do what works for you. You know, just, but we want you to make an educated decision. We want you to really think about it before you paint. But if you feel like that's what's right, then go for it. Yeah, but don't need jerk and paint just because everything you see on Pinterest is painting and blah, 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 because you will be sorry because it's, you can't take that paint back off. You know, yeah, it's very hard to anyway. And you probably, you know, wreck whatever was going on underneath. And then you'll have to start all over again with a whole new stain. But so 
don't be bummed if you have brown furniture. I am not bummed. I love my brown furniture and I think it really works in my house. And I bet a lot of your pieces are working for you too. But as Anita's saying, if you have a piece that isn't working for you and you just feel like it's kind of, you know, not an anchor, but kind of a drag and not really making any of the other pieces in your room or in your home better by by being there, then maybe you want to consider painting it. And there's so many ways that you can get that done. But take pause. Yes, I think that's that's good advice. So this has been so much fun today. We have a uh, listener question that we wanted to share with you. And we've had so many new people joining the podcast. We thought that this question might be a good one to toss in right now. So Karen H., she wanted to know if we were self-taught decorators or do we go to school for it? Well, I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you probably know the answer, but my degree is in engineering, which is, of course, almost like a decorating degree, right? <laughs> It's like, it's almost. But I wanted to study decorating. It's just that I got uh, sidelined. Uh, yeah, I was told I couldn't make money doing that. So I was forced into a, a life of math and science, which which was fun, but this is more fun. And how about you, Kelly? Yeah, well, I, I have no decorating uh, education except just doing it. And mm-hmm. I used to be an attorney. Uh, I was a trial attorney for years, Karen. So uh, thank you for asking that question. And I think the the best thing that comes out of asking that question and hearing our stories about how we changed uh, our careers and direction and really dove in headfirst into decorating and design is that you don't need to be, you're all decorators because you listen to us and you care about it, right? That's really what makes you a decorator. And just doing it over and over again and trying it and moving things around and and testing out a vignette or leaving a piece of furniture unpainted or painting a piece of furniture, all of that is uh, being a designer, doing it every day, caring about it is really the bottom line, which makes you a decorator, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you I can, so. you know, you can take courses, of course, and you could read books, but, you know, read, pick up magazines, listen to this podcast. And hey, you know, I think you've got an unofficial decorating degree just by listening to well, 277 are, episodes of Decorating well, and Tips and Tricks. There are professional decorators and designers that listen to the podcast. So cheers to you. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that are doing this for a living that, that have no formal training as well. I'm, I'm always a little surprised how many people there are doing it and doing such a great job at it. And just if, you know, if you have an eye for it, go for it. Or if you enjoy it, go for it. So thanks for the question. This was so much fun today. Um, I'm glad to share with you my thoughts and uh, our thoughts on brown furniture uh, and painting furniture. So remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.